Hello and welcome to the Good Vibes Wellness Podcast with Brian and Joanna. It's Friday morning, podcast time. Mm-hmm. So, no, no breakfast today. No breakfast today. We've got all our things happening. Yeah, so just we talk about... I was here on Monday night. Yeah. Um, At the, the class. For the Mindful Mondays. My first time ever to be here on a Monday. And the one thing that I took away from it was just how scared and nervous I was. So it's led to the conversation now of self-doubt. Self-doubt, it really, really kicked in then just how, how much doubt I have in myself. And um, it, it was, it was kind of eye-opening, but I needed it, I think. Sometimes you get complacent and you need that wee bit of fear and doubt. So Definitely. I think in this path there's so much fear constantly being presented to But it, it, it kind of brought me back to the whole... One of, one of the biggest problems I have throughout my life is self-doubt. Mm-hmm. I never feel good enough. Imposter syndrome. Imposter syndrome. Mm-hmm. And you know, like, and I think back to like, you know, doing the things I've got to do and the places I've got to go and the people I've got to meet. And every time I was there, I felt like I was never good enough to be there. Mm-hmm. And the same kind of happened on Monday night. But I think I put a lot of pressure on myself on Monday night. I'll just, can I just explain what Monday night is in case people aren't aware? So that we do a wee class on a Friday morning, and it's literally a wee, cl- a wee meditation class. Because um, a Friday morning, there's not too many about because people are working. But Monday night is the original class that I started in 2017. And it's, it's gained, like a lot of people come and again it's like you might do two meditations but the rest of the class is talking about like mindful living and we touch on spirituality and mindset and all those things that are included in a mindfulness journey so that a bit of context for and then Brian walked in on Monday night to uh, there was there, there was one man usually in a room full of ladies and Brian walked into this and it was just Fear. Fear. The fear took over. But he didn't, and, and in fairness, he didn't seem scared. He kept telling me he was nervous, but he looked fine. But I kept, uh, I, I, every time I looked out into the crowd of women, I, I got fear. So then I kept turning my focus to Joanne. She was my comfort. She was, <laughs> you were my comfort, my focus. And I knew that if I spoke directly to you and kind of tried to drown everybody else out, that it got me through. Very good. So that is my, my self doubt. But it was a, it was a journey. You know, Oh, and I'm, and all week then, it, it kind of affected me more than I thought it was going to affect me. But I, I'm I'm. In what way? Where where does this self doubt come from? Mm. How how do we get it? Is it something that's put in this at a young age? And and I was going through like I'm the youngest of ten children, mm. and even growing up through life, no matter what I did, I always felt that my brothers and sisters were better than everything at me. Okay. But then you're the youngest of ten, so you were probably listening. Here, this is me just amazing. You were probably listening. They are oh, such and such done this, isn't he great? Mm. Such and such done that, isn't she great? Mm. Normal things that family would say about all our family members, yeah. and maybe you internalize that as like, oh my god, they're all so great, and yeah. you know you didn't hear the positive things that were being said about you because they were being said to the other. Yeah. Maybe everyone feels like that. I just, I just, that's, that's what I put it back down to, you know, and I, I, I love my brothers and sisters and they're great and I'm, I'm 
proud of them and I'm sure they're proud of me but uh. that, that feeling of everybody else is better than me and that was in from a young age and I just never really got over it no matter what I do and what success I have in life I still always feel like I'm you know, trying to prove something to somebody yeah mm-hmm. I think that is a society thing too because I remember even as a child myself like coming home and you know the people at home would have been very focused on what other people my age were doing what other people in the class were doing like even in my like later teen years when I suppose wasn't in that good of a place was kind of out drinking a lot not really not loving a good life just I was really depressed and just like out I don't know scraping by and I remember at that time, people would have been like, you know, look at such and such, they're at university, they're doing this. Or yeah. Your life was always compared to somebody else. Always. And, and look, this is the thing too about success. Look, for a lot of people, their idea of success is somebody else's success yes. and not their own. I get you because since I got on this path, I am very focused on my own lane right mm. meaning like I don't look see if someone is doing work like me I stop looking at what they're doing all together and I'll tell you I wash them well but the reason why I do it is because I'm very easily influenced by my surroundings okay so if I was looking at if someone else was working in my field and I was looking at what they were doing unconsciously I would adapt what they were doing because I agree with it anyway because I'm on it so I literally have to stay on my own path can't look at social media can't look at I just can't look at what people are doing because I need if I want to be authentic to me I need to stay on my own path but how this is great how it's working for me it's because I'm not looking at what anybody else is doing I'm so focused on my own path that it's keeping me on the right track when you are like a doubtful person and and like starting something out and it sees like something fresh that nobody has done before yeah and you meet a bit of negativity Mm -hmm. no it kind of it kind of affects you more than it should you know, I'm like, sure. um, I'm sure, like, in your mindfulness journey now, you're, the, the, the negativity seems to come from people that you wouldn't expect it to come from. Mm, I, yeah, I hear you, but I also see a pattern forming yeah. of where the negativity is coming from. I've noticed recently a lot of people, and they're all quite similar um, in terms of how they've loved their life. You know, they might have went to university, stayed on the straight and narrow, so to speak, right? Yeah. Haven't strayed too far from the safety of the path. And I'm finding a lot of those people now who are in secure jobs. What do you call these things that I'm doing? Quotations. Quotations. <laughs> uh, secure jobs. You know, everything that they were told to work for in their life, say their parents was like, go to uni get a good job, you know, get a pension, get this, get that, okay? And they've got them. I see a lot of people now quite unhappy in that life, yeah. kind of trapped in that life because they haven't got to be their authentic self. Yeah. They're just following a path that someone else has told them was the right path. And I find a lot of negativity from those type of people. Not all of them now. There's a lot of support as well. I think that's a lot of resentment. and like, So... It's probably where we live in our environment. You know, you're kind of your parents look out for you. They want you to stay safe, do mm-hmm. what's right. You know, um, take the safe option. And do you think a lot of this negativity that that you know these so-called 
good loving or whatever you want to describe <laughs> I wouldn't say people. good but I, do, do, you think it, do you think it comes from like a jealousy the fact that, that you had the boss to do something different I think so and, and it's like you no know, seeing you doing well reflects on them it's like mm. you know the way people tell you you can't do stuff it's because that's really a reflection of them not being able to do stuff as yeah. the people saying oh look at her she's you know barely works no mm-hmm. that comes and goes is it more of a jealousy the takes holidays whenever she uh, wants uh, the fact that they want to be that way I would say so when I say me envy we all experience envy mm-hmm. but what I noticed on my mindfulness journey I, I remember really really have, having to inspect it's like you're expe- in, inspecting yourself doubt I remember really having to inspect my envy I didn't I didn't call it envy then I called it jealousy because that's what the words that would have been used to me growing up um and now I know envy is a different thing completely. But I had to really inspect it and go, well, what does this mean? I had to read articles and books to really, really get an understanding of it. And when we experience envy, this is understanding I've came to now, when we experience envy, it's because we see something in that other person, a trait or a thing in their life or whatever that we want for ourselves. It's actually a very positive thing, envy. Yeah. Because what it does, it puts about a smoke up your bum and makes you go and get it. So it's like, but I think what happens when the envy is mixed with this like, negative energy where there's a resentment attached to it, yeah. that is, like, you can feel that off. I feel that off, people. It's, it's, it's one of them things, you know, life is not about what happens to you, but how you react to it, you know. And, and it's kind of the norm that we're programmed. They look at somebody's success and kind of run it down, you know, um. rather than than be positive that, that, that seems to be changing a lot now thank god but you know that, that's like me and my self-doubt you know this week was i use my self-doubt as my motivation yes Th- that's what i mean there's no such thing yeah. as a negative no. emotion really you react to something yes and, and your actions so what what has your self-doubt done for you where's it going to take you it's, it's a lot of fire under me it's, that, it's, it's got me really really think no the the journey in life if you want to go somewhere different you need to look to where you where you come from so um it's, it's about going back and taking a wee bit of ownership and saying you know this self-doubt that i have um i can blame it on never feeling good enough but mm-hmm. no i have to take responsibility for that and then act on it it's just like fear it's an internal thing it's a it's, it's something that's in your own mind that you have to face you know you can't go to somebody and go I have self doubt uh, no problem here's something to fix it I you know. have to fix it yourself that's it that's it and so many people just want to be fixed they're like take my money fix mm. me do you know do these different therapists and that but a therapist or a hater or wh- whatever route you love to go down they can only take you so far you have to do you have to do the work yourself mm. and that's it and that's why I think I feel sorry sometimes for you know the people that that follow the path they were told to follow and you know you'll be you'll be mm. happy if this is if you and they're not and they're kind of left in limbo they're like i done everything that i was meant to do and you know they had mentors at school they had mentors at uni they had you know and now they're out in life and they've had their yeah. children and they're they're stuck yeah. but you know there's there's educational mentors that you have no teachers or whatever you want to call them that are putting you on the road you want to go but do we need more life mentors? 100%. Do we need more people? They, they look at people and listen to people and listen to people's stories and go take inspiration from it? Yeah. You know, what, what's the legacy you want to leave? 
there's a there's a big thing there. I think about that a lot. I know. Uh, that that drives most of my work, you know, drives most of my life. I, Imagine thinking about dying. <laughs> I know. I, I want I want like, you know, the, the like I said, you want to leave? I just want the make a positive impact. I, I just want the world to be a better place because I met you and spoke to you and I want you to take stuff from it. I, I don't want to be, you know, I, I would love to do talks and things like that, but I don't want to be one of these motivational boys of going, you can do it, you can do it. I just want people to go, no, there's somebody who's normal, lives in the same town as me, who did something, and I can yes. take inspiration from it. Of course. Rather than... No. But it doesn't need to be this big grand gesture. It doesn't, and like, there's too many of those boys now, you know. Is that where where you want the whole, like, I don't want people to go, uh, my life changed because I met him. No, yes. and then it'd be all about me. Mm-hmm. I want people to say, my life changed because I listened to him and I took inspiration and I done something with it. Yeah. I, I, honestly, I think it's just about having courage, being brave, um, stepping away from what is expected of you fall literally following your heart as corny as it sounds and i believe that's what's going to inspire people because um it's, it's all in how you love your life mm. and if you love your life to me authentic to yourself and you can inspire other people to do the same then that's one hell of a legacy to leave yeah isn't it uh-huh. um be a mentor be a role model be yourself. be yourself. Nobody's being themselves. Yeah. And like this, this is going back to this. There's no one size fits all. You know, obviously, I'm raising a daughter. I'm going to, you know, tell her to get an education. I'm mm-hmm. going to, you know, I, I would rather she went to university because she's a, she's a bright wee thing. I know it would be when that time comes, it would be easy for her. And then she's got choices. I want all that for her. But I don't want to put her in a one-size-fits-all box. You know, whatever's burning in her heart and her soul, that's what I want her to do. Mm. Not not what's going to get her the best fucking pension. Yeah, that, that's, what, that's what I want for my boys. No, um, like I, I tell them all the time, do what makes you happy. Aye. If you want to paint pictures for the rest of your life, paint pictures. Because if the, if the love's behind it and the inspiration's mm. there, they'll make money at that uh, I always say you know, be, be successful be as good as you can be at something and then the money's just a healthy side effect that's that that's as mad you know the book I'm reading mm-hmm. the, I'm reading The Four Agreements by Don Miguel someone Ruse or something like that and that's what it says it says uh, like and funny me and Stephanie were talking about this yesterday when we were in 95s or when we were working in jobs not in alignment with our purpose you were waiting for the weekend. You were waiting for break time. You were waiting for lunch time, and then you, you people wait on a reward, which is pay. Yeah. So they're not doing it for the love of the job. They're doing it for the reward of the pay. But if you constantly need a reward, you're not happy. Where we're we don't need reward at night for what we're doing, but the rewards come because yeah. we've no attachment yeah. to the reward. We're not doing it for the reward. And that which I'm like away on a run today, which brings me to my other point. I just want to say this, you know, we talked about their, um, you know, experience and negativity and, you know, people, you know, seeing success and all. I just want to say, people don't see, like, I, I wouldn't say that I am successful at the moment, in a different way, so I'm successful in a different way because I'm getting to be with my family and, you know, but people see that as money and, you know, and that's nowhere near. 
people don't see the struggles you have. People, no. people don't see, people don't see how the, hard it no, is. People don't see the graft. Like, you know, no. um, people like to compliment you when you meet them on how well you're doing. Oh, you're doing really but what well. is their definition of well? I don't know. I don't Do you know, know what I mean? But, like, you know, only really me and Sharon and my family know, uh, like, in terms of the graft that I did, you know, traveling up and down the country, you know, going to, like, like, you know, people laugh at me when they go, oh, you're, you're doing really, really well. And I go, I would love to have as much money as you think I have. I know. But that's it. People judge you know, you're doing well as a monetary thing. I, I and know. I was going, how, how, did, how did you get it? And I go, well, when I was starting out, when I was learning, I went around every running club, rugby team, football team, martial arts, wherever I could go. And I was like, messaging people on Facebook going, can I... Uh, can I come and do free massage? Can I do in order to build your reputation and get your name out there? Now that was three or four years of doing that. Yeah. With not one penny uh-huh. back in return. People were using me, but I was using them as much as they were using me. And then all of a sudden people you just pop up overnight. Yeah. Uh-huh. I know, I get it completely, but yeah, you have to do that. You have to work for free at the start. Mm-hmm. A few are go a few are going to um get where you want to go and you're saying people don't see that no my, you want to see my accountant's face when I when I show him my earnings it's like I know I have the same it's like <laughs> why am I working for these losers <laughs> no what's going on here They're, we're sitting going like but we know we know this is that and it, which is true this is it we're not it, it, it's, we're going to have everything we need yeah because uh, we're following following our dream it's working so far Oh, have you went right. hungry yet? No. Have, is there a roof over your head? Yeah. Yeah. But momentum too. I, I don't plan on stop. I don't plan on stopping anytime soon. No, well, I, I don't want to get to the point where I go like, right, that's it. I've done it. I'm away. No, uh, uh, I, I want if I ever get to the point where I'm like, I don't want to do this anymore, but I want to do something else. I, I need to do something. And I think that's the, the, the biggest thing is people are so content to do nothing. I know. And it's about changing them. Mm. You know, even even people would say, you know, when I tell them the story about going around all the different places and doing it for free, and they're like, it sounds like a lot of hard work. And you're going, <laughs> but to me, it wasn't hard work. because no, it was, I was your passion. I was passionate about yeah. it. And I knew it was going to pay off sometime. Now, was it going to pay off in two weeks or two years or four years? It was going to pay off sometime. Aye. Uh, oh, Brian, I hear you. Follow me and Stephanie were talking about this all day, too. I used to charge... Forty pound for a Reiki session. It's 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 thirty now, right? And if you do like maybe four, it's like you know twenty five a session or whatever. But I was all why was I charging forty? I forgot, right? This, I was so, I had this awakening and was so like. Um, I was going to heal people. I was going to help people because I'd done it to myself and I was all right. Now I know what to do. People used to come to my house, at eight o'clock at night for Reiki. They could have been still something at a half ten, and I'd have been like, "We're not leaving here, do I? Do we get to you know what is going on in your soul and what is going on in your subconscious?" And I made myself really unwell, you know, because I was so passionate. I took on um, so much energy off people, and because I was like, I was like, I want to help everyone. That's obviously not. It's not sustainable. Oh, it's definitely not. <laughs> no, anyone, no, no. You come for reggae, you have your reggae, it's like, we have a wee talk, and that's that. And people's getting exactly the same out of it, I but like I was I, like striving. I was, I was doing like, no, even at the start, doing like 12, 13 hour days I know. of constant massage. And I'm going like, 
at the end of it, I was going like, and you might have a bit of money in your pocket, but I was killing myself. Mm-hmm. And then now this last wee while, people are going, oh, you, you don't work as much. And I'm going, but I could spend time with my family. Yeah. And, and that's priceless. It is. It is now. What about, so you're call, are you going to come back on Monday night? Um, I probably will. Face your fears? Face my fears. Just to see how, how I react this time. But it was, it was a good experience. No, it was a fearful experience, but it was a good experience. I needed it. I mm. think I needed to go all oh, on a minute. I was about, um, I was in my comfort zone there. Uh, mm. Maybe that's the thing. Come out of your comfort zone. Oh, con- I believe on this path, it's constantly out of your comfort zone. It's like a, it's, it's not all the love and light that, no. that it, that it comes across as. Cause it's like, as soon as you get comfortable, the universe is like, hello. Do something that scares you. Yeah. Hundred percent. Every day. Right, we'll wrap it up for today. Wrap we'll it up. That was good. Right. See you on Monday night. See you on Monday night. All been well. Bye. Bye.